Welcome to Setting Captives Free podcast. Jesus said, if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. But many people wonder, how can I be free from things I've struggled with all my life? Anger, impurity, anxiety, depression, fear, gluttony, and so on. Well, today, Eric Hurt and Mike Cleveland study a passage of Scripture that will help you enjoy the freedom that Jesus died to give you. Hello, everyone. Mike Cleveland here, talking with my good friend, my dear brother in the Lord, Eric Hurt. I'm so glad to see you today. Eric, how are you? I'm doing well, Mike, and thankful to see you as well today. And ready for another podcast, brother. Ready, ready to share the love of Jesus. Amen, because that changes our hearts and our lives. Um, we want to talk today, Eric, about a subject that is, um, quite frankly, being taught all over the world, and that's the subject of recovery. Recovery. We don't use that word in our ministry, at least in a positive sense. We don't believe in recovery. Um, but Eric, if you think about it, if you were to uh, maybe get sick with the COVID, uh, yeah. God forbid, and you went to the hospital and uh, you recovered from it, well, isn't, isn't that a good thing? Yeah, that certainly is a good thing, uh, you know, especially with this pandemic being worldwide, that would be a good thing. As well, I was thinking about the knee replacement I had. You know, I had to recover uh, from that surgery and get healthier to be able to walk normal again. And so there is a sense in which the word can be used, um, but that's not really uh, the way in which we're going to be discussing it today, is it, Mike? No, that's using it in its proper way, and that does not carry over spiritually to how we uh, overcome sin. Uh, and that's what we want to talk about because uh, a lot of people would take that understanding of recovery and make it a principle for how we overcome sin. We, we are alcoholics, but we are in recovery. We're sex addicts, we're, we're gluttonous, we are gambling addicts, but we can recover. The problem with recovering, there's a lot of problems with recovering, isn't there, Eric? Yeah, there really is. Uh, you know, it just, uh, this just means that, you know, you might be getting better, so to speak, in one area of life or that something has changed uh, very minutely uh, in a specific area. It doesn't mean victory, though, brother. It doesn't mean freedom, and this is what we're talking about. We, we're not recovering from sin, slavery, and death. Uh, we are entirely transformed. And so recovery just, it doesn't cover it enough. It, it's not explicit enough. It's not, as we'll see as we get into this podcast, uh, we're going to see that recovery is so much different than death. <laughs> Yeah, it, there's a lot of difference. If you have the COVID and you die, there's a lot of difference between that and if you recover. Uh, and to apply it spiritually, let's say possibly a wife is listening whose husband has been told that he's a sex addict because he has been uh, 
committing adultery, maybe sleeping with prostitutes. Um, and now he's going to enter recovery. Recovery teaches you once an addict, always an addict, but you might get a little better, might stop doing it less. Does a wife want to hear that her husband is now in recovery and he may sin a little less? He may start to get a little better. You know, like if he committed adultery twice a week, now it's maybe once every two weeks. I, I'm, I'm being silly for a purpose that recovery is not the scriptural truth. As you said, it doesn't transform us. It doesn't set us free. Uh, it leaves us as a captive, but in a sense, the devil is letting the leash out a little bit. He, he, he might let us go for a couple of weeks and then before he draws us back in. And that's not freedom, is it? That is, you know, being caught in this trap, uh, being caught in this sin trap. And, uh, you know, no amount of recovery or, you know, uh, straining in your own strength is, is going to change uh, who you are on the inside. Uh, this recovery is going to be an outward, um, you know, things that you can do. But, it, but it's never going to reach you inwardly. It, it's never going to affect the heart. And like you said, brother, you said it so well. What wife wants to hear that, hey, I'm doing better. I've only looked at pornography twice a week. Uh, you know, I've only committed adultery uh, two times last year. No, 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 no. That is still bringing uh, death to the marriage. Uh, there's no real intimacy there. And there's no real intimacy with God. Uh, in this type of recovery um, communication. You know, it's from the outside in, but we're talking about something entirely different. We're talking about something that works in the heart from the inside out. And once the inside is changed, everything on the outside changes as well. Our desires and habits and, and everything else along with it, doesn't it, Mike? Yeah, and it's so powerful, Eric. It, the gospel is so powerful. Um, and I, another maybe analogy or comparison I've thought of before would be a house that's condemned. Maybe its uh, foundation has crumbled. Maybe um, it's it's not safe to live in. It's condemned. Um, and then and then you see the owner painting the shutters. Um, maybe he he put new new carpet down. Um, he's recovering the house. Uh, the problem is the house is condemned. Its foundation is crumbled. Um, Eric, in sin, we're condemned and our foundation has crumbled. And that's why we fall and why we live as slaves to sin. And, and there is no recovery. You can't recover a condemned house. It needs to be destroyed and a new one rebuilt. So um, let's, let's look today in the scriptures as to what the biblical truth is in comparison to the worldly teaching of recovery. And so we're, we're choosing to look at a few verses here in Romans 6, Eric. Um, and so let's start with uh, verse 1, if you have that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? <laughs> Uh, by no means. Uh, we are those who have died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? And so uh, we do not, we are not those who 
go on sinning so that grace may increase. But we see that something's happened here. Something's changed, right, Mike? Yeah. Um, he doesn't say, uh, should we go on sinning so that grace may abound? No, we're recovering. Uh, he doesn't <clears throat> say that. He says, no, we died. We died. Eric, when did we die? I, I'm still, I'm looking at you. You don't look dead. <laughs> well, brother, we, we died uh, with Christ. We died when we heard the message of the cross. Uh, when it pierced our hearts, just as Jesus was pierced on the cross for us. Uh, you know, this is where uh, our lives changed drastically and dramatically. Why? Because, because we died. We died to our former manner of life. We died, the old man was buried and we were raised anew. You know, I love the analogy of the house that you said that was condemned. And, and you know, you could put fresh paint on it. Brother, that was my life. And I think it's important to share uh, that uh, on the outward, I had a great outward appearance. But inwardly, brother, I was a wreck. And I know someone listening who is putting out an outward appearance, a good outward appearance. And maybe they're in recovery, but inwardly, they're still struggling mightily and condemned mightily in their heart. And, and, and they're, they're hiding and, and, you know, they're going down, so to speak, right? But outwardly, uh, they're trying to put on this appearance. And brother, we lived in that far too long ourselves. And recovery, this is why recovery, recovery may give you a good outward appearance like the home. But inwardly, inwardly, there's, there's so much going on on the inside, brother. We're hurting desperately on the inside until we meet our death to that sin that has trapped us, overpowered us, kept us in captivity, and, and tried to ruin our entire lives and marriage and workplace and all relationships uh, here on earth and our relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ himself. That is a very powerful description, Eric, because that's what happens in recovery. We try to stop doing the behavior. We try to get better. We try to recover. We try to sin less. But that's not freedom. Uh, and so inside, we're still, the thoughts of adultery and murder and hatred and all the evil is still flowing within us. Um, we only become a flowing river of the waters of life at the cross when we die. And so let's continue in this passage, Eric, because the next few verses talk about uh, our baptism with Christ, showing that we died with him and were raised with him. That's what baptism is a picture of. And verse 5 says, Christ died and we have been joined with him by dying too. So we will also be joined with him by rising from the dead as he did. Uh, Eric, this is the power that we get at the cross. When we, when we look up and see the cross, and we see not only Jesus Christ dying, but my old impure self, my old prideful self, my old self that was a slave, a captive of sin, died. Oh, I see him there, Eric. 
he's writhing in agony. He's wanting to get off that cross. And yet the nails hold him fast. Uh, there's the title, the, his name above his head. There at my head is, I see the title. Uh, I see my list of sins there. And, and Eric, I'm, I'm being crucified with Christ. I'm, I'm dying. My guilt has put me to death. And, and there my head falls and there I die. There I have been crucified with Christ, my old man, my old self. Because, Eric, what he did was deserving of capital punishment. Um, just one act of sin, one sinful thought deserved death. And I died with Christ. My old self that loved to sin died. My blood poured out, Eric. And... This is the truth of Scripture, and I know it's, it's a gory mess to look at, and, and so people want to turn away from it. But what we encourage them to do is, no, look squarely at the cross and see that as it says in verse 6. In fact, do you want to read verse 6 there? Oh, sure, absolutely. For we know that our old self was crucified with him, so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin. Brother, this is exactly what you were just describing. That the old self at the cross, friends, when you look there, when you believe it by faith, just believe it. Just look there and believe that this was you being crucified by faith, in Jesus Christ. This is why the scripture says that he became sin. And then it was put to death. You and I put to death with Christ. Our old self was crucified so that the body ruled, <laughs> the body ruled by sin, the body mastered by sin, the body overpowered by sin would be done away with. But it was done away with this is why it's good news, friends. It's done away with in Christ. You didn't, you didn't physically die. Christ died in your place. Now look there and see that this is your flesh being put to death. This is for all of your list of sins. Fill in the blank. It could be whatever sin. It doesn't matter. It is all being crucified with Christ. It doesn't matter the sin. It doesn't matter the depth of the sin. It, it has all been put to death for you in Christ. Why? So that we should no longer be slaves ruled by sin. Do you see it? You're free. You're not a slave. Now you're a son or daughter of the living God. This is what the Bible says. We need to read it. We need to believe it. We need to look at the cross and see and believe that we died and were buried with Christ. That if we died and we were buried with Christ, then we were raised with Christ. We're no longer that condemned home painted on the outside. We're no longer faking our appearance on the outside. What you see at the cross now is what you get on the outside, on the inside. You're new. You're free. 
You're forgiven. Now go and leave your life of sin, right? You, you have now been given the grace where you can say, uh, you, you know, the grace to, to go and sin no more. You've been given the spirit where you now have power and victory over sin. Uh, Mike, and we say it all the time, but this is why everything changes. Everything changes at the cross. Nothing remains the same. Even today, Mike, my heart is cut and being healed by this message. It is good news for right now today. It'll be good news tomorrow. It was good news 2,000 years ago. And building up the scripture as the scripture was building up to this one day where Jesus would take our sin and shame and guilt and crucify it forever. Uh, I'm just singing the hallelujah chorus in my heart, brother, as we're sharing in this podcast together. I'm worshiping with you at your description of death, at your description of the old man dying. It's just glorious freedom. In fact, for the remainder of this podcast, I just want to look at verse seven with you and break it down. Um, and then in our next podcast, we have a very powerful illustration of this principle. But Eric, look with me at verse seven and let's let's talk about this. This is the conclusion that Paul draws. He says, anyone who has died is made free from sin's control. Hmm. Now, let's look at that for a minute. Anyone. But you don't know what I've done. Anyone. But you don't understand. My sin has taken me so far. And I've, I've crossed lines, Eric, that I never thought. Anyone. Without exception who has died, is made free from sin's control. This is why Jesus says, whoever comes to me, I will not send away. Whoever, Eric. But I have, go ahead, make your case, and then come back to the truth. Anyone, whoever has died has been made free. Anyone who has died, Eric, not anyone who's in recovery. Well, you haven't died if you're in recovery. The truth is that anyone who has died is made free from sin's control. And this is why, Eric, we emphasize death and resurrection instead of addiction and recovery. This is the importance of using biblical terms because there's a world of difference between recovery and death and resurrection. Anyone who has died is made free. Eric, think about it. You're set free. You're made free. You're, you're not getting better. You're not trying to sin less. You're made free. What, what a difference there is there, right? If you're set free, it's surely better than sinning less. You're made free. You're set free from sin's control, not just from the wrath of God. The, Eric, the cross isn't just a, a ticket out of hell. You're made free from sin's control. Sin's power is broken over you. The devil's influence in temptation is crushed in you because you're set free from sin's control. This is the power of the cross, Eric. It's not just that you escape 
penalty of sin. This, that's where you get out of hell free, right? You're made free from sin's control. Anyone who has died is made free from sin's control. Isn't that powerful? That is both powerful and beautiful. I love that. Anyone, anyone who has died, uh, that, what an invitation. What good news is this, that God would love us this way, you know, uh, that we would be, uh, that Jesus would be condemned and we would be pardoned and anyone, anyone, no, oh, but, but that person deserves the death penalty. Yes, they probably do. But Jesus still took the death penalty for anyone who would believe. Because anyone who hears this message of the cross and believes that has died, and therefore you are set free from sin. And I love how you said it's not just a ticket out of hell. Because in many cases, that's what I hear over and over today. It's not power to live a new life, but it is power to live a new life. We don't want anyone to misunderstand the power of the cross. It's when we talk about salvation, you cannot disconnect it with transformation. You cannot disconnect it from sanctification. You cannot disconnect it from a new creation. <laughs> this is power. When you die and rise as a new creation, this is freedom. This is what the cross is, and this is what the cross does. Don't misunderstand the message because it's been the message the whole time. When we don't preach this message and encompass all the benefits of this message, then it's misunderstood to, and reduced down. Oh, no, no, no. It is not a weak message. It is the power of God to save. It is the power of God to transform. It is the power of God for sanctification. And it is over and over this power comes to us as we look at the cross and we receive daily. We receive daily at the cross. We're made, uh, we just get this fresh and overwhelming flowing of forgiveness to us for today and tomorrow and forevermore. And it's just wonderful to consider, brother. Thank you for drawing our attention that everyone Everyone who has died has been set free from sin's control. Brother, this is why we love doing these podcasts, because this message is so important to get out. We're not in recovery. We have entered death and resurrection power. And that's a different message. Recovery is a different message. And you get a different spirit by listening to that different message. And it keeps you in bondage and enslaved, enslaved to sin. Eric, we're not saying that we're free from the presence of sin. That will come one day when we lose our flesh and we have glorified bodies at the second coming of Jesus or when we physically die. What we're saying is we're free from sin's control. We're free from bondage. We're free from slavery, from captivity. Um, because anyone who has died is set free from sin's control. Everyone who has died is free from sin. That's obvious. Eric, I think the Apostle Paul, when he wrote Romans 6, I think he may have had Job chapter 3 in mind. I, I, 
I think as he, as he was flowing with the word of God and with the cross of Christ, the Holy Spirit may have brought this passage to mind. And I just want to read a few verses with you because I think Paul in Romans 6 is expounding on this very passage. And in Job chapter 3, Job is lamenting the fact that he didn't die when he was born. I mean, this man, think about it, Eric, he's lost his children, he's lost his business, he's, he's lost his house, he's, he's lost everything that makes up a life, and he's bemoaning the day he was born. And in verse 16, he says, why was I not buried like a child born dead, like a baby who never saw the light of day? And then he says, here's, here's why I wish I, I would have died. In the grave, the wicked stop making trouble, and the weary workers are at rest. In the grave, the captives are set free. There is rest for the captives who no longer hear the shout of the slave driver. People great and small are in the grave, and the slave is freed from his master. What do you think of that? Oh, my goodness. That fits absolutely wonderfully and perfectly, doesn't it? I love how this flowed uh, precisely, how Romans 6 uh, flowed and showed us very clearly that when we die, we are captives set free. Uh, when we die, we are no longer slaves, uh, slaves of Satan and sin. We are totally free from that power. We find rest at the cross. We find freedom at the cross. Oh, captives are set free at the cross. Like Jesus said, he came to set the captives free. And it's just wonderful. What a wonderful illustration of the power of the cross, brother. I'm so thankful that we went to Job in this podcast to look at the, uh, I'm sure, like you said, Paul was considering this passage when he was penning Romans. I think so. And it's worth, since we're discussing the subject of recovery versus death and resurrection, I think it's worth comparing this passage to the teaching of recovery. So in verse 17, in the grave, the wicked stop making trouble. But in recovery, you're still making trouble. You're just trying to do it less. And the weary workers are at rest. Eric, if you're in recovery, you're still a weary worker. You're working the 12 steps. You're working the program. You're not resting in Jesus' finished work. You're not resting as if you were dead. And in the grave, there's rest for the captives. But in recovery, there is no rest. You're still a captive. And it says they no longer hear the shout of the slave driver. What does that mean? It means temptation's power is broken. It means the evil one can hold up whatever you used to give into and say, looky here, and you don't hear it because you're dead to it. I'll know, I won't boast in anything except the cross, Eric, because through the cross, the world was crucified to me and I to the world, and I no longer hear the shout of the slave driver. I hear a whisper. I, I hear a, hey, hey, look over, but it, I'm, I'm sorry, God's word is too loud and it drowns it out. The cross of Christ <laughs> comes down on top 
of the shouting slave driver. And it says, the slave is freed from his master in death, but not in recovery. In recovery, you still have a master. You're just trying to work your way out of his kingdom. So this is why, Eric, it, we're not trying to be mean. We're, we're not trying to put down other programs and teaching. Eric, what we're trying to do is draw the contrast between this teaching of recovery and the Bible's teaching of death and resurrection. Amen, brother. That was so well said. I loved how you connected and went right down the passages uh, concerning recovery and the power of death being crucified and buried. It is totally different. And I hope that others can see this very clearly, that if you're in recovery, uh, you still have this turmoil on the inside. You're putting up a good appearance on the outside and you'll never truly be free because you're gonna hear the voice so loudly. You're never really going to experience this power and good news because in recovery, there is no good news. You're always this way. You're always going to be fill in the blank. But at the cross, you have a new identity. You have a new spirit. And like you said earlier, brother, recovery is another gospel. And another gospel, friend, has no power. We're just trying to speak the truth of this good news. We want everyone to experience the power of Jesus' death and resurrection, where you become new and free. And you hear the voice of the master who loved you and laid down his life for you. The good shepherd, the lamb of God, the one who was to come. And on that day where he poured out his life, you would be free. On that day when his side was pierced and his hands were made immovable, he loved you with the greatest love ever seen. We want everyone to experience this love that overtakes us, this mercy that ex is extended to us. And, and brother, this is why we do these podcasts. And, and we're hoping that someone would hear this and believe this message, that it would cut their heart and heal them today. So much different than just straining ahead in recovery. Would you rest at the cross today? Would you rest in the death that Jesus died for you today? And would you see yourself rising up with Christ, a new creature in Christ with power to overcome all that sought to take you down? Oh, friend, we hope that you have heard this message and you're rejoicing in it today with us. You know, Eric, I looked at a picture of me hanging with Jesus on the cross and, you know, they took him down and they put him in the grave and there you and I, our past self was buried. Uh, there we were put in the grave with Jesus. And I see a smile on my face. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm dead, but I'm, I'm resting. I'm happy. Um, you want to finish with verse 22 of Job 3, if you have it there? 
uh, yeah, Job 3.22, who are filled with gladness and rejoice when they reach the grave. Exactly what you said, brother. We are happy. We rejoice. We are filled with gladness. We are happy to go to the grave. We are happy to be crucified. We are happy to see ourselves crucified and resting in the grave. This is what it means to rest with Christ, to rest in his finished work. It is finished, was his cry. And then Jesus rested in the grave because his work was finished. This is where we are filled. (laughs) Brother, we're filled to overflowing. We rejoice because we have died with Christ and we are laid in a tomb. And, uh, you know, I wouldn't trade this life for anything. I would never want to go back to to try to revive the old man that is dead and buried. It, It, the life that we now live, brother, like you mentioned earlier, that we've been crucified with Christ and no longer live. And now Christ, we rejoice because Christ lives in us. Christ is now our life and he gives us joy and gladness. And we, we have the fruit of the spirit, brother, now. This love and joy and all these fruits that come with believing this message and receiving daily from Christ. What a difference, brother. What a contrast from recovery to this life that we now share. And I just thank you so much, Mike, for being a gospel minister and gospel partner uh, at the cross. And with that, we will conclude. This has been a podcast of Setting Captives Free. For more information or to enroll in free interactive courses on finding freedom, please go to settingcaptivesfree.com. Tune in next time for more truth that sets captives free.